0: Vitangelo and Eichel play catch out high. Right wing shot, save, rebound, score. Stevenson, power play goal in consecutive games.
1: Because one hour isn't enough. We welcome you back for hour
2: number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Pass goes to Marciazo, behind and for Eichel. The left sidewall, up top. Vitangelo to the right. Theodore shoots. He scores. 21 seconds to go! Theodore scores his second of the period! From the Finley Chevrolet, Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios, and live at LBSportsNetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Oh, the boys are on the ice. Uh, Richie and Chris, uh, two of the Zamboni drivers at T-Mobile Arena. They go on the ice before the game every time. And they test the ice by ringing the puck around. And that's the sign that things are coming together as we get ready for the Vegas Golden Knights up against the Colorado Avalanche on Fox Sports Las Vegas night pregame show in one hour. Face off just after seven o'clock with Dan Duva and Gary Lawless. Uh, I'm with the host of the pregame show, Ryan Wallace. This is, a, this is game three. Vegas is still looking for its first win, but it has played great defensively yeah I think the coaching staff is really happy with what they've seen despite not being able to generate a lot of goals
0: yeah I I would I would argue that the Golden Knights have been kind of as advertised defensively Uh, they haven't really allowed much you know a couple of breakdowns here and there have have led to the the goals that have been scored but outside of that by and large the Golden Knights through the first two games have have really shut down the middle of the ice and if, if that's kind of the, the, the idea for this team and, and how they're going to have to play in the regular season, I think the, 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 the baseline has been laid for, uh, for what Bruce Cassidy is looking for from this team. A lot
2: of teaching has taken place over the uh, first week of training camp along with those two games. So we'll see what happens now as we go into the next phase of uh, this journey that we're on. Uh, Bruce Cassidy spoke to the media today. Uh, this is what he had to say.
3: Yeah, yeah, he's uh, checked the box as medically he needs to. Um, so we're going to look at getting him in the game here soon. He's not playing tonight, but uh, hopefully one of these next two home games he finds a way in. That's Bruce Cassidy. Oh, I thought we had the entire Bruce
2: Cassidy press conference. No, Apparently no. It's, it's <laughs> not it's knocked down into little individual parts. But we've, we've only been playing the entire news conference for the last week. Uh, so uh, that that's my bad for assuming that it would continue. Uh, But the sound that you just heard from Bruce Cassidy was talking about Mark Stone. And he's checked all the boxes. He's shed the red sweater. Mm -hmm. And now he's back into the regular jersey. The next step for Mark Stone will be getting into a game. Mm -hmm. They play Friday. They play Tuesday. Uh, He hasn't been ruled out a Friday, which is great. There's still potential that he could play uh, in Friday's Friday's game. Uh, I did have a chance to, to talk to him uh, this morning, and he said he feels great. Uh, nothing physically has changed uh, from the start of training camp, by the way. It's not like he's feeling like light years better. Sure. He, he feels about the same. They wanted him in the, in the red jersey because a lot of people in camp, a lot of things moving around, you don't want some young guy to just all of a sudden look up and take a run at somebody Mm -hmm. and end up being the captain so it's more uh precautionary uh what they did uh in in over preventative uh with with mark stone in the in the red sweater but he he feels good it's uh it's mental as opposed to physical now and he's starting to really round into form and i think we're gonna see him a couple of times
0: yeah i i think so too and you know i i understand kind of taking your time and and the, the patient approach is really the approach you should have right now with Mark Stone. Um, but, I, I mean, we go back to day one of camp, Mark Stone talking about how, you know, it, it's all about testing the stimulus and seeing how the body responds. And so far the body has responded to everything the Golden Knights have thrown at Mark yep. Stone outside of a game, outside of preseason. So you've got two more opportunities beyond today. To play a home preseason game if you're Mark Stone. Whether it's Friday, whether it's Tuesday, it doesn't really matter all that much so long as he's able to get into one and then test out the body, see how it does the day after a game.
2: And then you've got games in Salt Lake City mm-hmm. and Boise. Yep. Uh, I would assume he'd want to play one of the games here. Sure. Uh, not imperative. Like there was, there was a moment this summer where, is Mark Stone going to be ready for... By training camp. Is Mark Stone going to be ready for the regular season? Sure. Will he miss any time? Well, he was ready from day number one (laughs) in participating and hasn't missed a rotation in all the practices. And they've been hard workouts, which is even better for Mark Stone. After day one, does he take a maintenance day? No. Hasn't missed a day. He's been represented 100% of the time. Now we'll see him get into a game. He's he's looking forward to getting into a game. Yeah, he, he wants to, but he's also very uh, responsible to know. Okay, this is this is the process. We we want to make sure that we're we're ready uh, for for the opener. With the the tea leaves that I've seen, uh, I think it's it's sooner than later that we're going to be able to see him. Uh, barring any type of knock on wood uh, setback, it's it's been really positive on that front. And we haven't talked about it a lot. There's goaltending. There's Paul Cotter. Mm-hmm. There's the number one line, the Jack Eichel. The situation with Mark mm-hmm. is the best thing in this training camp.
0: Yeah, and and it gives you an idea of just how many different storylines are going right now for the Golden Knights. Mm-hmm. When when you're talking about the return of your captain to seemingly, hopefully, full health, and how big of an of a story that is, and yet there are so many other things going right now on the periphery. Um, does it matter to you obviously you look at san jose arizona one of these these next two home games but does it matter to you beyond that if he gets into one of the games on the road
2: no no if he's gonna play one of them i don't think he's going to boise Mm uh it's not an nhl facility yeah uh it's a longer trip it's the last game before the the regular season there's a lot that you want to work your way into that lineup and go with your, your A roster. Sure. That makes you want to do that. In Mark Stone's case, uh, and I'm trying to put myself inside the training staff and Mark's head and, and, and the coaches and management, uh, I think because of all the fact that it's not a regular National Hockey League facility, mm-hmm. you might not go there. Now, Salt Lake City isn't either. So there, there's right. there's that consider uh, consideration. Uh, it's a slightly... Shorter of trip, but if if he's going to play, does he play Friday? Uh, now they're gone for the course of the weekend on that team building uh, trip. Uh, Tuesday, uh, I'm not sure that I'm throwing them back in there after they've uh, they've been uh, up in Montana for mm-hmm. a few days. So uh, the the more I think about it, as I do live on the air, which yeah. is fun for everybody, it's great. Friday, now I could be totally wrong on that, sure, yeah, but. It, it, it does point to it, and I'd like him to get into
0: another one. So, so the, like, I'm with you. To me, the next two games make the most sense. I, I, I understand team building. I understand kind of, you know. It's just that you haven't
2: skated for a couple of days. Right,
0: right. Like, I understand kind of that, that turnaround, but I also just want Mark Stone to play at home. Yeah. Like, I don't know that I want him going and incurring any additional fatigue in those final two preseason games when you've got if you play on friday and you play on tuesday then you've got seven days right between the the final preseason game that mark stone would play in and and the opening of the regular season i, I think from a timing perspective maybe you want it to be a little bit closer but i, I don't know that that you need more than two preseason games for mark stone
2: no uh, he's he's ready He's he's good. Yeah, uh, I think that from from the looks of him, from the sounds of him, he, he's ready to play, which is huge for everybody—players, coaches, yeah. fans, uh, management. Uh, awesome stuff. As far as tonight, he's not going to play. Right, other uh, youngerish lineup again, although they do have that one veteran line with Carlson, uh, Mario, and Howden. Mm-hmm. Here's the head coach Bruce Cassidy on what he's looking forward to this evening.
3: Well there's been some thinking on the ice about what we're trying to instill and, and we've got to get them to it's more just playing hockey and it's read and react. I understand that they're, they're trying to play the right way for us so um, I think we saw that in the game against LA. We had a slow start and all of a sudden now we get into the game where it's coming a little more naturally to us and we're just playing hockey and making good reads and this the, you know to me the Mid of the first period on it got a lot better for us I I thought just in terms of our pace and how we played the game so the quicker we can get up to speed with that the better I don't put that on the the players right now they're trying to play the way that they've been taught to play here for a week and the more we go over we're kind of now the second round through certain areas on the ice and it's become a you know and what I mean by the second go-around is some of them played a game now they've done some review on it they've practiced the same drills now a few times so it should come quicker and quicker. so that's something I'm looking for tonight is a better start, you know, a little more um, energy, a little better management of the puck, and, and uh, let the game come to you after that. <laughs> the Ben
2: Hutton interview that we played involving Chris Chapman in hour number one, mm-hmm. it touched on the same type of thing. Uh, he's turning the page with this new system, the new philosophy in the defensive zone, uh, starting to gear himself to be able to do it automatically, mm-hmm. the switches the different tactics, uh, playing that zone system, so it it comes more naturally to them. You don't have to to think. And Bruce Cassidy alluded to that. So uh, it's starting to click into gear. They're reinforcing that they've done for this week uh, of training camp and the first two games. Let's uh, let's see if there's another progression on that because it was a very dominant performance territorially against LA the other night. Uh, once they got past that that first. Half of the opening period, it was the shots were eight mm-hmm, four mm-hmm. for for L A in yep. the first ten minutes, yeah. And Logan Thompson faced one more shot, yeah. in the final nineteen minutes of the game for 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 him in the first half of that game.
0: Yeah, and I, I think that you know the groundwork is, is making a lot of people excited for how difficult this team is going to be to score on because of if if that aspect of the game if. If the defensive side is dialed in to the point where you're going out and you're playing and, and, and the reads that you're making and the the instincts that you are getting uh, in those moments are, are dialed in and you're taking care of the puck, you're able to, to get out of your own zone, you're able to do you know what's what's expected, this team's going to be hard to score on. I think that's just kind of the reality of, of, of what the Golden Knights are trying to do defensively. So um, the fact that it's been really good through the first two games of the preseason, um, it, it's... It's nice to see because I, I feel like those are kind of the things that maybe take a little bit longer to hone in on that that you know you, you you struggle with a little bit more to kind of put all those pieces in into place, and I think it speaks to the effectiveness of communication from Bruce Cassidy to his team, and how much this team is is really focused in on wanting to be the best version of, the, of themselves. Oh, this they've year. they've absorbed a ton. Yeah. yeah,
2: like the video sessions before. Every practice, and every practice is divided in half. So every day that you're on the ice, you're getting video, practice, video, practice on the ice. Yeah. A ton has been thrown at them, and it's overwhelming at, at times. And then you get into a game, and you're thinking, and it's almost uh, paralysis by analysis. Sometimes that can be the case. I think they've done a pretty good job yeah. uh, in, in the first two days, in fact. of uh, they've, they've not given up a breakaway. There's been uh, one or two odd man rush chances, but a lot of times guys have been able to get back. They've uh, puck possession. They've, they've done a nice job of that. Some some good reads defensively, uh, being able to anticipate things with the new system. So it's it's really good. The, the other part is there's been different lineup, different combinations from the start of camp. We saw all the lines rolled out on the opening day, and then once the game started, there was some mixing and matching in that, and you're putting some... Young players with veteran players in yeah. a lot of cases. We're going to see that again tonight. Uh, Paul Cotter is going to skate with Chandler Stevenson. Uh, we're going to see Lucas Cormier paired with Zach Whitecloud. Uh, Caden Korzak with with Ben Hutton. Young player with veteran. Is that something that Butch Cassidy has really focused on?
3: Here's Butch Cassidy. I said last week if camp was a week long, we'd be able to do that much more get them all the young guys uh, in practice you know Brisson's a left winger or right plays both maybe play with Marshy for like and work with them you know but you get three practices and you're playing games so now you want to get your own guys acclimated with each other because we're trying different things so um, yes the answer to the question I think it's good for those young guys there comes a point where you got to make sure your team is ready and you know we're not there in terms of we're not starting tomorrow but we're getting closer to that point as we go here.
2: And I think that
3: closer is
2: next. Is it next Tuesday yeah. when they get back from Montana? Yeah. Uh, that would be game five of the preseason, three games left. Uh, we'll see. Last game at home. Do you, It might end up being, quite honestly, it might end up being the A lineup next week against Arizona here. Sure. And then you sprinkle in some of the veterans uh, in, in the last Two games. The way things work, it, it's some some coaches love going with their opening night lineup, mm-hmm. the last game of the preseason, sure. yeah. and others will go a couple of games before and then and then filter it out and in ease into the preseason.
0: Yeah, it, it, because of the way that the final two games of the preseason pan out for the Golden Knights, not at home in in you know neutral site games, yeah. perhaps. Your dress rehearsal, if you want to call it, that is going to be Tuesday against the Arizona Coyotes. And you know, that would give us an indication, perhaps if it goes that direction, of, you know, 1-4, to four, what what the Golden Knights lineup is going to look like, how it's going to work inside of a game setting. Um, and then it, it gives you the opportunity then, if you're Bruce Cassidy and there are certain things you don't like or, or different things that you want to try maybe then you can use those final two games as as a way to maybe tweak one or two lines or see if there's a different look that gives you what you want.
2: Uh, We've got uh, one-timers, news and notes from around the National Hockey League give you an update on the restricted free agents that are out there uh, coming into today. There was four of them. Hmm. We'll update that and uh, go around the league with a couple of other ones, including one of the most spectacular polls I've ever witnessed. (laughs) Although there's a caveat to it. It's the... Best-looking coach in the NHL. Yeah, but it wasn't voted on by the fans. There's some surprising results here, so I did some digging as to how they haven't got some of these results, and I figured it out, and oh, okay. it explains it. But so, so uh, I'll go into that uh, with the fun little segment on uh, on news and notes and one timers. Uh, we have some some players to watch that could make some noise on the blue line, mm-hmm. Carmier. Uh, Going to see him. I love watching him skate. Yeah, there's a, there's an old story when Harold Ballard owned the Toronto Maple Leafs, and ally of played. He would come down in the middle of practice and he would stop the practice. Harold Ballard, the old crusty owner of the Toronto Maple Leafs, yeah, the Maple Leafs Garden, and he would stop mean So hey, skate for me, Al,
3: Al, <laughs> skate for me.
2: And Ally of would would do a couple of laps. Phantom for, of for, the Opera for over here. Ha- Harold Ballard. Like it was, it was bizarre. My buddy Gord was the general manager of the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs at the time. He said it was it was weird yeah. that the that the owner would just pop down and <laughs> tell one of his players to skate for me, Uh But I could I could watch Lucas Cormier skate all day.
0: Yeah, I, I it's it's so effortless with him. It's it's great. I I'm with you. I I love the instincts that Cormier has too, offensively. Just to, his his ability to see the ice and, and know where. Um, where the angles are, how to open things up for other players. I, I've been impressed by Lucas Cormier, and I, I'm very much interested in how he plays tonight, paired up with Zach Whitecloud, because we we know how responsible Zach is, and how there are there are certain players that can kind of unlock other players. How much more can you get out of Lucas Cormier, knowing the partner he's going to be with, and and how. He can just be a little bit more free with Zach Whitecloud flanking him.
2: Talked to uh, Zach today uh, he, as he met with the media about being a mentor. He said, I don't know whether I'm a mentor. I helped him out with his license when he ran into some difficulties with that. So <laughs> if that's being a mentor, I, I helped him with that. But uh, I leaned on guys when I came into the league, and that was three years ago Yeah, uh, for Zach, by the way. But uh, it does go a little deeper, and he was he was having some fun with that. When, when Lucas was at development camp this summer, mm-hmm. he didn't want to go back home and then go to the World Juniors. He wanted to stay here and train. So he, he moved in with, with that Zach. Yeah. And and spent some time uh, with the defenseman. So that's they know each other well. That that should be a, a good pairing uh, with Lucas Cormier. And there was a point last year when he was in a preseason game where he was good in the first period and the second period he got a little too aggressive. Did a couple of things that, that he would do in QMJHL, very common. He can he can handle those. We call them junior hockey Uh He's got to dial some of that back, and I think he's done a better job of that, playing a more NHL prepared game. Yeah,
0: and and I think that that's kind of part of the the learning curve, right? We when we talked to director of player development, Will Nickel, like that was one of the things that he talked about is you know you you've got to meet the players where they are and get them in a direction where the game translated, it translates at the NHL level. And there are some players that are just naturally gifted, yeah. that they can they can make plays in junior that they cannot make at the NHL level. So I, I've been impressed with Lucas Cormier. I'm really excited to kind of hone in on him and, and really really try to, to not pick his game apart, but but really focus on his shifts tonight because I do think the, that you can get a Better version of Lucas Cormier based on who he's paired up with tonight. Caden uh, Korzak is going to skate with Ben Hutton. That's that's another one. Like that's an interesting one for me too because I I look at Caden Korzak and it's just solid. It's just it's just a solid solid defenseman who I think is ready to kind of make that jump. I I would not be at all surprised assuming that. There's nothing new to report on the Nick Haig front as we get closer and closer to the regular season. I wouldn't be surprised if Caden Korzak is is right there as the seventh defenseman for this team. Because he's he's been solid. He he has done everything that you would want a player to do through development camp this summer in the rookie games where where he was very clearly the best player in those spots. And and to me, the more reps he can get here in the preseason the more you can kind of try him out with perhaps the guys he might be paired up with in those situations too i think you're going to get even even more more readiness from caden korzak in those spots well
2: you've got a couple of other guys that are in that mix as well ahak Pahal, bischoff bischoff's played seven games in the last two years because he tore his quad tendon and broke his kneecap uh, a couple of years ago and it's been a long road back and there were some dark moments where he was working hard and not making any progress. Yeah. Last year he got excited because he started to turn the corner and now he played uh, the other night uh, and he blocked a shot. And he's like this is this is great. I, I feel good again and he's an, he's another guy that uh, a couple of years ago was thought to be in that mix with the seventh defenseman
0: Yeah, and you know I, with Bischoff I I just I want to see him get more opportunity, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. seven games, right, in, in two years. You, you just want to see him get into a rhythm with with an ability to play. I I thought Daniel Chayka had a really strong game paired up with Alex Petrangelo the other day. Um, this team on the blue line is yeah, deep. It looks good. They're they're really deep. And and again, I, I think that what it's going to come down to as we continue to kind of progress through the preseason, what happens with Nick Haig, and then what are you trying to to have in your lineup, what options are you looking for uh, in terms of your defensemen? Like, you know, with 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 Cormier being one of the guys, are you looking for more offense? With Caden Korzak, are you looking for a shutdown guy that's going to be responsible and give you what you need there? With Cheka, like I was impressed with him. I want to see more of Daniil Cheka. Like, there's a lot on on the blue line. Late Nakh again, another guy that I think is is responsible, but I want more. I want to see more of him in these situations, because I think that there's four or five guys reasonably that you could see and say, okay, if you're looking for more offense, it's going to be this guy. If you're looking for someone that's going to that's gonna give you those hard, heavy, honest minutes, you've got three or four guys.
2: Well, Carmier and Jacob, that's, that's great. Uh, the, the future looks really bright for them. They need some seasoning. Yeah. So that I'm not looking at them for the now. Uh, that's really positive for – the next couple of years sure uh, they're, they're showing some some real promise right now if if Heggs in there's there's no room for anybody you you gotta you gotta really have a strong I, strong I, ag-
0: I agree with you but we're getting closer to that second week of preseason like the 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 number of games is is dwindling fast so I'm operating under the assumption because that's the only assumption that we have at this point deal's not done no there's, 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 a, there's, he
2: hasn't missed a paycheck yet, and it's no, not even I, close to missing a paycheck.
0: I agree with you, but again, like we're we're also we're we're sitting here talking about dress rehearsals on Tuesday, yeah. perhaps, right? We don't know, but you're getting into that point if you're Nick Haig, where if if you're going to blink, you probably want to blink as soon as possible. Yeah.
2: Because you're, well, I'd you're, like to be part of the team building. Well, That's there's I, I, there's link for that. There's
0: team building. Yeah. There's systems work you haven't been able to be around for. There's dwindling opportunities to get yourself into a game in preseason before everything starts for real and it's a big year for you. Yeah. There's there's a lot of factors here that if you're if you're the player you if you if you're going to if you're going to kind of get yourself into a position where You want to play, and you want to be successful, and you want to kind of do as much as you can to hit the ground running in the regular season, you're running out of time.
2: A line has been drawn. I don't know whether it's on the player side or the the team side. And there's there's not a lot of movement right now. But, again, he's not the only one in this situation, and there's still some some time. That's the positive, positive thing. And the other one is the team has options. In who to play, yeah. which is also uh, probably works a little bit against uh, Nick Hague in that department. Uh, do we have time to talk about goaltending, or should we take a break?
0: That's the producer.
2: Okay. Logan Thompson is going to start tonight. Mm-hmm. Second straight start. He's going to play the entire game tonight. Yeah. As much as the game in Denver was a great performance by Michael Hutchison— uh, the perfect performance by Logan Thompson in the first half of the other night, although not overworked at all. Uh, he faced nine shots total. Hill faced nine shots total in his half of uh, of the game. That's probably when the battle really starts for, for the goaltending of the Vegas Golden Knights.
0: Yeah, I, I think so. I, this is Logan Thompson getting an opportunity to kind of, you know, Have that first performance that that everyone else I think in terms of goaltenders is going to have to measure up to. Michael Hutchinson I would imagine is going to get a full game. I would imagine, but you know it it kind of depends on where you where you fall on that and where you see the race truly for the number one goaltender on this team. Logan Thompson though I thought was really really strong on Monday. At that point honestly I just wanted him I just wanted him to finish the game. I, I I wanted him to get a full game so. Now that we're kind of at that, at that time in the in the preseason, I want to see full game from Logan Thompson. I want to see a full game from Aiden Hill, and where Michael Hutchinson kind of fits into those, we'll, we'll see. But you know, part of part of what Bruce Cassidy was talking about, where you're trying to turn the corner or you're trying to get to that natural progression of getting your team ready. Goaltenders are going to be a big part of yeah. that. Sean Burke's and,
2: going to be working uh, really closely with the head coach.
0: And, and you might have to really hone in on these next five games in order to make sure that happens.
2: I would be shocked if they all didn't play a full game sure. here uh, in the next three. And does Thompson and Hill get the last two? So you got five games left. Uh, Thompson and Hill play two each hutchinson gets gets one more yeah I, I think we're done splitting games yeah uh I, I we're, we're that. at that stage yeah. and uh and we'll, we'll sort it out if Hutchison is lights out in his game maybe he earns one more but if it goes thompson hill hutch on on tuesday and then you decide after that um we'll, we'll uh, really be able to give you an idea of where this team is going with the goaltending but uh it it a full game is so different than than a half game like you get through the first 15 minutes of the opening period and you're going good you're like oh, I've 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 got this. I just got to hold the the fort for another couple of minutes. It's different than I got to get through the the rest
0: of the game. I just I just got to wait. I, I got to time it so that the defensive breakdown doesn't happen. While exactly. And yeah, no, I get it. Please, let's get go.
2: It. Let's go. Please get these through. I have five <laughs> more minutes. Uh, we got uh, we got one timers. News and notes from around the National Hockey League. Update you on the restrictor free agent front, as well as that uh, who's the best looking coach in the NHL. There was a poll done. We'll tell you where Bruce Cassidy sets up in that poll. uh, Run down some of the surprises on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Maybe a two-on-one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He scores.
1: It's time for one-timers. One-timers.
0: Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo.
1: Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insider Show. I
2: got to get to a lot of stuff here, but first, uh, we have a four-pack of tickets to give away to Friday's game against the San Jose Sharks. Be caller number 17 to 702-876-1340, 702-876-1340, Chapman, write this down, caller number 17, because you always come back to me and say, which caller was that again? It's 17.
1: I got it, 17.
2: All right, and we'll give you a four-pack of tickets. And as you dial and as you try to win these tickets, I'll bring you up to date with what's happening around the National Hockey League. Uh, Here's the latest on the restricted free agent front. Not hearing a lot on Nick Haig, to be honest. Uh, I'm sure that there's some dialogue, but uh, there's, there's not a lot of information available on that front right now. On the subject of Jason Robertson, 40-goal scorer-plus last year uh, with the Dallas Stars. He's a restricted free agent. He's one of four right now uh, without a contract. Uh, there's dialogue between Robertson and the Dallas Stars, but no progress on a deal just yet. Dialogue is good. And the others, <laughs> I just I haven't been able to uh, lock down some information. Sometimes it's good when there's no information out there yeah, because you can't. It's easy to fall into a trap of believing something's happening or nothing's happening. But uh, the Golden Knights are a very uh, strong organization when it comes to uh, limiting stuff, getting out into the media. And uh, we'll see what happens with Nick Hague. But uh, I'm I'm hoping. I'm cheering. I'm I'm really uh, positive uh, sending all those vibes over to Nick Hague and the the Golden Knights to get that done. Uh, Sean Couturier, missing camp, back injury so much concern about the philadelphia flyer forward Mm -hmm. i report out today that he will not require surgery it's good so that's great news uh, on the philadelphia flyer front for the 29 year old
0: yeah i it's it's still going to be a rough year i think in philadelphia now i do believe john tortorella will have this team playing some hard-nosed honest hockey that being said it's still going to be a rough year for the philadelphia flyers but it's great news for, for Sean Couturier that uh, it doesn't appear he's going to require surgery. Hopefully uh, rest, rehab, all of that stuff goes well for him because he's a fun player to watch. I, the Flyers are better when he's in the lineup, so uh, hopefully, you know, week to week, however long that ends up being, uh, he's he's back to playing hockey soon. Training camp uh,
2: puts players in positions that they haven't been in in a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, hence, Nico Heischer, just played six minutes last night because of cramping yeah. uh, in the New Jersey Devils game. So they, they took him out, precautionary, yeah. but uh, want to give a good look at that. Uh, Kirill Kaprizov did not play for the Wild in their preseason win against the Colorado Avalanche uh, Tuesday. He was hit in the ankle by uh, a shot uh, from a teammate, Frederic G- Goudreau. Uh, so it, uh, there's no issues, they say. There's just no reason to, to put him... Uh, Uh, out there. And I want to tell you about one more thing. Uh, Reed Schaefer, the 32nd pick of the first round in this year's draft, was returned to Seattle. So another first-rounder is back with uh, their junior team. Here it is. Okay. I've got the the poll that has taken over the hockey world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Best-looking NHL coaches. Sure. One to 32. Okay. All right. Yep. the The best looking coach, according to this, is Jay Woodcroft of the Edmonton Oilers. I don't know what these scores mean, so I'm not going to go down that path.
0: Well, I think it's their hotness factor. Yeah, it's
2: they threw they ran it through an app. Is basically what an they did. An app. This wasn't a poll. They they ran it through an app, and <laughs> they they spit it out. So it it's not what is this looking, app? They're not looking at. Uh, 400 people and getting these results. Like gambling.com, okay, is a website, and they released this this pool. Uh, <laughs> that's, in, that's so
0: convincing. Uh, is a
2: website. They they ran each coach's headshot from mm-hmm. NHL.com, okay, through what's called a beauty measurement app.
0: So it's their beauty score. Yeah,
2: it's called Golden Ratio Face.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know that one? Well, there's supposed to be like an ideal ratio that tells. People, whether or not you're attractive.
2: Okay. So here's the, this. This is probably the worst thing to ever happen to this app.
0: <laughs> no, it's not. It's amazing.
2: No, no. As far as accuracy. No, 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 no. I see no lies here. No. So number one is Jay Woodcroft. He's new. Uh, number two is I'll quibble with Daryl Sutter.
0: Yeah. What do you? What's wrong with that?
2: I love Daryl, but he's got bitter beer face. He no, just took a sip of no, a bitter no, no, beer. No, no, no. Uh, number three is Derek Lalonde of the Detroit Red Wings. John Hines, and then Paul Maurice, are right, round out your top five. Uh-huh. Hines from Nashville, Paul Maurice from the Florida Panthers. I don't
0: know why you have an issue with Sutter.
2: Uh, let's
0: go, Dean Evason,
2: my buddy uh, yep. from Minnesota. Yep. Good-looking guy. Sure. He's tied for tenth. I would have put him in the top five.
0: I think you can make a strong argument that Dean Evason is probably more attractive than Jay Woodcroft.
2: I Jared do it. Bednar. Yeah. I think I think deserves to be more than than fifteenth. So
1: what's your top five? Hold on. No, he's only going to give you a four. <laughs> Bruce Boudreau.
2: Yes, Bruce Boudreau came in at sixteenth. Bruce's reaction to this, yep. he said there must have been a lot of blind people <laughs> that were part of the pool, but it wasn't uh, it wasn't uh, a pool. Uh, Pete DeBoer was twentieth. Okay, came in twentieth. Former coach of the Vegas Golden Knights. Bruce Cassidy. 23rd mm-hmm. That's
0: way down Okay You, you Gerard we, Gallant 28th We know what these lists are all about It's all about creating You know Some oh, discourse Hold but on it's all- David Quinn Yeah David Quinn yeah. Best hair
2: of any coach In the National Hockey League I world.
0: disagree Jerry Bednar Good, has good looking dude hair.
2: David Quinn comes in At 29
0: Okay listen Like come on as much as it's all about the Golden Ratio, it also comes down to personality. That's why Bruce Boudreaux did so well. Same thing for Daryl Sutter.
1: I'm I can't b- believe you said Daryl Sutter has bitter beer face. Bitter beer face. That's amazing. <laughs> what was that, Keystone Beer that used to do that commercial on television? Hold on.
2: <laughs> they I, did a bitter then, beer face commercial? Yes. Then give me, I didn't know that.
1: Then give me your top five. I go Quinn.
0: Five? Five. I'll are you, are go, you gonna are you gonna start at one and go to five and then forget five or are you gonna? gonna I'll start go, at five okay, and go, go. I'll go, on, go, go Quinn
2: up. number one. Uh, I'll go uh, Dean Evison number two. Uh huh. Rod Brindamore number three. Yeah. Uh, where else am I going here?
0: You're just gonna stop there. Everyone else is on equal attractiveness levels. No. Take the field.
2: No. Uh, Jared Bednar. Four. I need need one
0: more. Bruce Boudreau.
2: I can't give it to Gabby. Oh I can't. Come
0: on. I'll go Dallas Eakins. Unbelievable. Yeah, at least he did five this time. I feel
1: bad for Peter Laviolette. I mean, Peter
0: Laviolette would be
2: last my top five. Yeah, he
1: was ranked he was ranked thirty second.
0: I think that's probably accurate.
2: Okay, what can we find headshots of us? And put it through this program because it sure. does. If, if, if that's sure we could. If, what you're talking about, that there's a score put out. Well, that, well, that, that's. I wonder what our scores, where our scores would rank us. I okay. think Darren,
1: Darren would win. I think Darren's probably the most attractive. Well, of it, of us. Darren's it, on
0: TV, Chapman. Yeah. of course he would win. Yeah, <laughs> uh, guys, he he knows like all the contouring things to do to like to manipulate the photograph. He'll have and he'll and have a new headshot done just so that he <laughs> can
2: score high in so this game.
1: win. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie
2: to you. <laughs> I'm a beautiful man. Yeah. I'm an incredibly attractive person. Wow, humble too.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> but I would like to know where I would rate in this. So, like, you want to fi- you want to find out if you're more attractive than an, NH- an NHL coach? Yeah, and uh,
1: Woodcroft.
2: Which, and how which, many? Which which one am I higher where? than?
0: Okay, hold on. What's the, yeah? the other
2: thing? The other thing is I can send uh, Daryl or or Dallas or. Dean, uh, a note. I can go up to Bruce Cassidy and say, "Hey, hey, hey. I was like, I was a nine point two. The highest score was nine point one eight. Nine point two would put me on top of the league." I, I
1: wonder. I'm, I'm going to guess Darren rates somewhere between Brad Larson at twelve <laughs> and
0: no Chapman, Luke Chapman. Richardson at eighteen. Chapman, I, I'm going to say that Darren ranks somewhere between Bruce Boudreau and <laughs> Daryl Sutter. <laughs>
1: Oh, so 2 to, two to yeah. 16. Yeah, I'm being kind. Ah. ah. You're, We're you're sh- in that
0: class.
2: I I wonder, could you use my headshot from that uh, from my Facebook
0: profile? Listen, wh- here's what we'll do. <laughs> well, no, no, where no, no, <laughs> <laughs> I look all steamy I and <laughs> mysterious. <laughs> um, steamy and mysterious are not words I'd use to describe you in that picture. <laughs> no?
1: No, not at all. Are you all. talking about the pic um, where he's holding the stick at the Yeah, 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 oh, the, yeah. The,
0: the, <laughs> the one that looks like uh, the original Dracula. Yes. Um... <laughs>
1: Bella Lugosi.
0: Yeah, here's the thing. I think we should do this. I do. I think that you and I and Chapman, we should submit pictures to whatever the app's called and find out who has the highest score. And then we can can kind of, you know, make you feel good about where you'd be in, in relation to all the NHL coaches. All
2: right, so this is the... Uh,
0: I wouldn't use that picture, though, because you, you, you want to present your face in the best way possible, and you have kind of a gloomy look in that picture. Golden
2: Ratio Face. Yeah, okay. Is the app.
0: I'm going to type that into Google right now.
2: The Golden Ratio is what you get out of it. It's a measure of physical perfection yep. according to ancient Greeks. Yes. Well, if, if the Greeks saw this, thought uh, some of these people... Work higher on physical perfection than others. I've got an issue with the uh, the ancient Greeks.
0: I think there's nothing wrong with their list.
2: Bruce, Bruce, there it is. Yeah, I couldn't. Even, I couldn't even send him a note on it. It was so Why bizarre. Did,
0: no, yes, you could have. No, I
2: I couldn't. I was going to last night. I was I was going to. Anyway, uh, that was uh, that was fun today. We'll we'll have the results of that.
0: Tomorrow, do we pick our own pictures? I mean, I, I part of me feels like you can you can probably just open an app. Like, do it. I have to approve the picture that we're going to use for oh, me? Oh, uh, no! I think I honestly, I, think we I should think be able we can, to just pick our yeah, own. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. We, I think we can download an app and just do it in real time.
2: Because okay. I have a couple of pictures of, of me no, in no, the no, hospital no. after I had my accident. We're not when well, I was in the ER. I'm going to do one of those yeah. and see if if I'm if <laughs> it brings your it, score yeah. down a little yeah. bit. <laughs> Because that's the only chance you guys have here.
0: That's very true. After I do the header on the asphalt, you're you're a beautiful man. (laughs) Can
2: you pull that? Yes. Right there. Yes. That's that's a drop in right there. (laughs) A beautiful, I am beautiful man, handsome human being, in an alluring sculpted body. (laughs) Yeah, baby. And I, I'm not talking about a Cadillac there. I'm talking about myself that's what i'm uh, i'm mentioning uh those are your one timers for this wednesday september man on fox sports las vegas
1: when the guy wouldn't stop talking we had no choice but to give him his own segment it's time for catching up with chapman oh christopher hi darren so uh i'm big news of the day uh, obviously is uh hurricane in in southwest florida hurricane ian hitting the the coast uh making landfall near fort myers and the nfl has announced that should there be an issue with the tampa bay buccaneers and the kansas city chiefs game they will move the game to of all places minneapolis uh minneapolis u.s bank stadium is available because the vikings and saints are playing in london so uh Ian causing some some problems. I know a bunch of college football games, including University of Florida against Eastern Washington, was moved to Sunday. Okay, okay,
2: uh, okay, okay, okay. Yes, I'm stopping you. You're bearing the lead here. What's that? What's the weirdest thing to come out and most dire thing to come out of the Hurricane of Florida? There's
1: videos of a shark swimming in the. Uh, is it a highway in yes. Fort Myers? Yes. Yeah, so so that's pretty wild. Hurricane Ian causing all sorts of uh, <laughs> problems. Uh, you know, I've seen so many fake like pictures over the years of that that type of situation that I just assumed it was fake, but a little research shows that no, it's it's legitimate. What direct. do you think
2: that shark's thinking?
1: How, like, how did do I get, get out of here? Yeah.
2: Like he's trying to get his way's app going. It's, yeah, how
1: do I get back to my friends? Yeah.
2: No,
0: it's it's that it's that meme. I bet you're wondering how I got here. <laughs> and there's a truck. It looks
2: like a a big pickup that that took the picture.
0: The ocean. The ocean is terrifying.
2: That dude. I, I don't know. It's probably fifty-fifty. The shark or the person that was driving the truck. is who's more freaked out, driving down the high? And I have a
1: massive phobia of sharks. No,
0: no, 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 oh. no. It's it's the person. It's the person for sure.
1: Yeah, I am gonna go with Ryan. I, I think if I see a, a shark on the highway I'm probably freaking out. Too. I don't
0: I don't think sharks have fear.
1: No. I don't know. No, probably not.
2: My place in PE just got blasted by Hurricane Fiona and some damage to trees and some it was some bad stuff. But there was no danger of any sharks going down Morrison Lane. <laughs> That's good. Or my 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 little dirt road into the house if that's a possibility i'm checking out folks
1: <laughs> it's all over huh
2: that's done you're
1: leaving the uh, island
2: we got the pregame show for the vegas golden knights and the colorado avalanche coming up with ryan wallace in just a matter of moments and then it's the face-off with dan duva and gary lawless at the top of the clock dave gosher will be among the guests on the pregame show today as the golden knights go back at it game three of the preseason with the pregame show starting right now.